your girl, Rochelle Shaw. And on today's show, we're going to talk about Draymond Green. What the hell? <laughs> the War of 1812 and being defeated. I don't know what you know, but I know we're going to have a good time. So I'll see you right here after the break. Welcome to the Million Dollar Equation Podcast, a podcast about the easiest, fastest way to build a million dollar business based on the best-selling book, The Million Dollar Equation. If you love business, each episode reveals all of the core fundamental essentials for growth. Now, here's your host, Rochelle Shaw. Hey, hey, so the hot topic right now going on is everything basketball, right? It is the Golden State Warriors, uh lots of folks still playing um i love april uh, april is my birthday month and then it means that there's basketball every single day and every single night um quite as it's kept like the 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 family story was that my mother was so pregnant and my father would not take her to the hospital because the championship game was on. And so he wouldn't go until it was over. And so they kept stopping at places and dropping off um, my brother and sister. And he was checking out the game and everything. And that my mother ended up getting to the hospital right in time to have me. <laughs> uh, so maybe that's why I like basketball. But, but the story that jumped out was not watching just the players play, but uh, our good friend Draymond Green. So if you don't know who he is, you should Google him, look him up, but he is a professional NBA player. He plays for the former world champion, uh, Golden State Warriors, and he's kind of a bad boy on the team, right? Um, he gets called Sometimes it's his fault, sometimes it's not his fault, but no matter what, he makes a big scene. Okay, so a couple nights ago, uh, he has the game and during the game, he was elbowed in his eye. His eye starts to bleed and because he's the bad boy of not only the sport and of the team, the opposing team fans, because they were in their arena, um, start booing him, start, yelling at him, start laughing at him that he was in pain. So as he's walking off the court, he walks off the court and he gives the finger, right? He gives the finger. So everybody's going, oh my gosh, like he should be fine. Like you can't treat fans like this. And in the sports commentators, um, all of the shut up and dribble people were just, just appalled. Like, what is he doing? Like, he should just be grateful that he gets to play this sport and everything. And, and Draymond comes on um, and they're interviewing him after. And they're like, you know, Draymond, like, what's what's the deal? Like, like, like he shouldn't be flipping off people, right? And so our good friend Draymond just kind of laughs and he goes, what? Look, I make 25 million. What do I care? They're going to find me. I'm going to pay the fee. But those people deserve to get flipped off. So fun to hear. But what the real lesson is and what you should be thinking about, the million dollar equation lesson and the lesson that, um, that you should always know when you go into business is you are going to be judged 
and the world always has something to say about you. And I don't care how, if he can be wrong as two left shoes, but he was right to say, I don't care. And here's why is because number one, he owns his own podcast. So he is on um, this same network, Apple network, right? He's here saying the same things. Look, I own my network. He has his own sponsorship deals. Um, he makes money outside of the money he makes to play professional basketball. So that now if they let him go, he doesn't care. He doesn't care. And you can never let a client, a customer, somebody make you feel like you are in a cage. Entrepreneurship is about freedom. It is about ultimate freedom. It is about the freedom to do whatever you want to do whenever you want to do it. And it comes with, if you piss me off, I'm going to give you the finger. <laughs> and if you have not set up your business like that, then we should definitely talk. If you feel a slave to your business, then it's not really a business. It's a glorified job. Like, what the hell are you doing? What the hell are you thinking? That's not how we do things. That's not how it should work. And you should really sit down and think about, does this make sense? Why am I doing this? Why am I beholden? to this one customer. Oftentimes, right, when entrepreneurs do that, it's because they don't have a system. They don't have a way to get new customers to them. They're focusing on waiting and hoping and praying for the next person to come through. And that's not what you should be doing. You should be focusing on creating the system so that customers are coming and you get to decide who you do business with. So you can imagine what my social media DMs look like, right? It's, it's, you know, not only the creepers, right? The, ooh, you look pretty with bad English, right? It's not them. Um, it's the other ones that are begging, right? That, are, that, that have something to say that are definitely strange, um, but not my ideal client, right? So I get to choose who I want to work with. And if you can't follow the rules... Yes, and go through the proper channels, then that's not fun for me. My life is now enjoying my 16 year old, <laughs> enjoying my daughter, enjoying the things that we get to do together. Um, and so I am very, very, very private about not only my time and my energy and protecting that. You don't get to come inside of that. So, Hmm, that's what I do to the people who, who say mean things, right? Like I'm not the baddest chick on the planet, <laughs> but I also am like Draymond and give him a finger. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. Thank you so much for listening to my passion projects and the million dollar equation podcast what you're hearing if you like it i love it <laughs> so click the subscribe button to get each week your new favorite episode
Hey, 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 and we are back <laughs> talking about your million dollar equation lesson today. So one of the things that I'm always looking at is what makes you different? What sets you apart? What makes you so that people would say, oh, I want you. So, so let's have a, a small little history lesson. So I was a history major at UCLA uh, a while ago, <laughs> and I love to know like, like the why. So even um, when I tell the stories about sports, it's, I'm only there really for the drama, for the stories, for the history, for what's been going on. That, that's the fun stuff. That's how I know so much what's going on with the different players. But back in the day, um, the, all telephone companies, there were only small portions that owned the entire US, right? It was like a total monopoly. And so some of you young folks don't know that. Like they're like, you didn't have a choice. You had to go to the one telephone company that owned your region. Uh, I know that many of you know, or you might not know, but for many years, I was the only female African-American public utility owner in the nation. So I owned a telephone company after deregulation, and I was able to provide long distance service in all 50 states. So I had um, to go to every public utility. It was highly regulated. Uh, I had to fill out forms um, every single quarter for all the different entities that I had customers in. And then when down to the local and state levels, you have to do it monthly. Highly regulated because um, the government used to pretty much, you know, there were four companies back in the day that, that owned the whole United States. So now even in every region, there were 40, 50 companies, right? Um, so what do you do when all of a sudden we're all selling the same commodity? We're all selling telephone service. Like when you switch to my service, I'm not coming and re-dig up your front yard. How do you sell that, right? What do you do? How do you sell it differently? So one of the things that would happen is that most people would, would start with price. And when everybody is competing on price, all of a sudden things become free. Hence now, 2022, long distance is basically free, right? On your cell phone, you can call anywhere in the world. Whereas before it was not like that. It was based on distance. It was based on from your house to the next, right? Little, <laughs> little, little um, box. And as you went to the next box, you had to pay for each box. It was their way of getting over, basically. Um, so how do you show up differently? So you can show up differently. And here is the lesson for you today. You can show up differently by just relying on price. You can be the low price leader, right? You can be Walmart. Who wants to do that? Like Walmart's margins are 3%. That's crazy. How do you make money on 3%? You got to sell a whole lot of it. You got to have a whole lot of volume. That's why when you go into the Walmart, there's only two people working because they have to cut expenses somewhere. That's why like I get my bananas delivered from Walmart, right? And they're either two hours. I got two hours with them. Like I need to eat them today or else they're dead. 
or they're two months. They are so green, like you can't even like bite down on them, right? Well, because of where they buy them from, they base everything on price. So if you are doing that, you're not gonna make it in this business, right? You need to figure out ways to ensure that you can build a better business and a sustainable business. Does that make sense? Hopefully it does. All right. So how else can you differentiate? You can differentiate, um, which was my favorite thing is I just put bundles together. Uh, and I targeted folks that the big companies didn't want. They threw them away. So they were like, Ooh, people who don't pay their bills, we don't want them. I love them at fresh start telephone. Right. Um, I didn't target them at first. At first I just, Hey, yes, I will provide long distance. And literally every time we were reducing customers per minute rate, anytime a new competitor came into town, we would have to reduce the rate to keep them. So when I relaunched, right, and resold the business, I said, we can't do that because there was never like how, why create a business where every time it's time for me to get paid, I have to reduce that check. That's not fun. Like, then why do it? <laughs> it's easier for me to just go get a job. Why do that? So um, what you want to do is look at ways that you can bundle together. So I bundled things together uh, so that I gave them exactly what they needed, gave them one price so that their bill would never, ever, ever change. Mm. So now it's easier to market that. I targeted people who had been disconnected before. So my marketing message was you never, ever, ever have to worry about your service being disconnected again. Think they weren't excited? Hell yeah, they were excited, right? Because now I just solved their big problem. They were stressed out about their bill going up every single month, not knowing how much it was. I even coined a phrase, the, oh my God bill, right? I'd say, oh, did you get one of those? Oh my God bills. And they were like, oh my God, I did. <laughs> makes marketing easier when you really set aside who you are and how you are different from everybody else. So funny. Uh, so in the, in the teaser, I talked about the war of 1812, right? So as a public utility owner, one of the bills we were required to bill and collect was a federal excise tax. Now, not only was this, it was one of those that you could go to jail for. So federal excise tax was 3% and I'd have to bill it to the customer, collect it from the customer and send it to the IRS. And if we didn't send that money to the IRS, like we could go to jail about the federal excise tax, okay? So they didn't get rid of that thing until I think it was like, like 1990s, like in the late 90s. And so I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Where did this federal excise tax come from? So federal excise taxes were charged or when we went to war. Well, when did we go to war other than the world wars, right? So I was like, oh, so maybe they were like in, in the 50s or in the in the 1900s. Like, like when did this happen? No, 
this particular tax that was taxed on telecom was from the war of 1812. What the hell? What is this? Where does this come from? How does that work? Oh my gosh. Uh, stay tuned for my lesson for Devin because I'm going to re-reference, you know, keeping things the same. Things always looking the same because that just doesn't make sense. All right. So your lesson, your MDE lesson today is I want you to look at your business and write down 10 ways that you could not look like your competitor. That has nothing to do with price, by the way. Nothing to do with price. 10 ways that you cannot look like your competitor that has nothing to do with price. All right, that's your assignment. And as I tell you every single week, as long as you follow your assignments for the year, I promise you at the end of this year, you will be closer to that million dollar number. All right. Hey, I'll be right back with my special, special message for Devin. Hold on just a second. See you in a minute. Hey, you, we are so grateful that you are part of MDE Nation. Are you enjoying this episode? Let me know what you think, especially if you have a question. I would love to answer it personally. You can go to rochellshaw.com forward slash podcast to get more information about each episode or to be reminded of the MDE weekly assignment and so much more. Go to rochellshaw.com forward slash podcast. Hi. Okay. So my special message to Devin, you know, all the time, I'm always saying that it's okay to stand out, right? It's okay to be different. Um, it is absolutely okay. Like, like parts of my kid, like gets caught up in, in trying to be like everybody else, right? Because when you fit in, there's nothing you have to listen to. There's nobody likes pushing after you. You can just be, you can kind of hide and and uh, I no longer want any of you to hide. So my darling, darling Devin, like stop hiding, stop hiding, never hide. No, you should not hide because hiding doesn't do anything. It doesn't make other people great. And it certainly doesn't make you great. So, you know, one of the things about being so out there and by doing so many different things is that sometimes you lose. And I read this a couple months ago in my morning devotion about just because I've had a few defeats does not make me defeated. If you are feeling defeated, if you've had some defeats before, and I don't know if anybody could have a bigger defeat than losing a hundred million dollar company in 90 days and having to tell her mama she got to go back to work after I retired. But just because you had some defeats 
does not make you defeated. My sweet child, as you are listening to this, <laughs> as you are getting 17, 18, 25, I want you to know that that risky people experience defeats. Great people experience defeats. Fearless people experience defeats. We all do. And the only thing that makes defeats really tough is thinking about what other people think about us. And here's the thing, right? Here's the thing. I want you to give them the dream on green. I am giving you permission to flip them the fuck off. <laughs> All right. So you, y'all, I love y'all for free. I want to see you next week. I want to see you next week implementing in that business. If you need any, any help, if you've got any comments, if you got anything for me, let me know. Let me know what's going on. Um, hey, let's go. Let's go change the world, right? And make sure that you know that just because you have a couple defeats do not mean that you're defeated. Mwah! I love you for free. I'll see you again. See you next week. Bye-bye.